All right, and welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rotundo. And I'm your other host, Sam Gold. And week two is officially in the books, and Sam, it was a much better week than week one. It was a lot of fun, as per usual, but uh, I'm ready to get right into it. I want to save all my thoughts for the actual episode here, so if you have any quick things you want to say, say your piece, and then let's get right into it. No, I love the fast pace. Let's just get right into it. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, Sam, we are recording this on Tuesday, and that means the Monday night games were last night. So those are fresh in our mind, and let's start off with them. Yeah, um... We should probably start with the game that had a lot more coming out of it. Steelers-Browns. I'll just quickly get some stuff out of the way because I'm sure you want to talk about it. First of all, congrats. You got your first win on the season against a division opponent in primetime. It was not a good win. Not a good win. Not a great win unless you're a big defensive guy. I mean, it's nice to always have a defense that you can rely on. Uh, We're going to get to the Chiefs later on. Um, Okay, let's get the big news out of the way. Nick Chubb. He, I can't even list all the injuries at this point, but it's the same knee that he injured in college back in Georgia. He's out for the season. There's people talking that, you know, he's 28 years old. His career might be over. I hope to God it's not because that would be really sad. Nick Chubb is probably, Chris, I think he's probably my one of my top 15 favorite players in the NFL. Maybe top 10. I mean, he's up there for my favorite running back. He was off to a great start last night and... Unfortunately, I caught a video of the injury online. I wish I didn't get to see it now that I'm that I have it in my head. But ugh, just look, when I said the Browns aren't making the playoffs this year, and it's because they have Deshaun Watson and they're gonna have karma happen to them, this is not what I was expecting. Um, not to mention the last three Monday Night Football games: Demar Hamlin, Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. Uh, that's some really bad luck. That's pretty much probably the biggest bummer of the week to get out of the way because uh, I I talked about how last week was kind of a bummer of a first week, um, but this week was a lot more fun just in terms of scoring and close games and fun storylines. So, yeah, the Nick Chubb thing is really, really, really sucks. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson doesn't look like himself. He is not as bad as last year, but... It's just he, he's he's not making the right decisions. He looks he doesn't look comfortable. He, he's just missing a piece of himself. And I honestly think he should have gotten ejected last night for touching the ref. I thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, I fucking hate Deshaun Watson. Um, he's probably my least favorite player in the NFL, which leads me to my second least fa- favorite player in the NFL, Najee Harris, who... Chris, I mean, give me a round of applause here. I mean, I'm, he's off my fantasy team for good. You I got to get him, rid of him out of so there bad. in two weeks. He's done. I don't even have to think about him for the rest of my fucking life because that guy, I told you last year. You I don't want to listen to me. I didn't want to listen. Matt Canada sucks. We all know that. Kenny Pickett, I, I'll let you talk about him. But Najee Harris is just bad at football. And I don't know if it was the Liz Frank injury from last year, and he just has, hasn't been the same, but even in the two nice runs he had last night, I mean, he looked, I looked faster than him, to be honest. 
I looked faster than him. He should be the next Derrick Henry with his size and how he looked at Alabama and in his rookie season. And he's tall and he's big and, and he used to look fast. He's slow. He's slow. I mean, man, he totally lost me at Fantasy Week and he just looked horrible. Jalen Warren should be the starter for the rest of the season, at least as of right now. And uh, not only him, but the rest of that Steelers offense just looks so shaky. It was such a long game. It was probably the longest game I've ever fucking watched. I'm so glad it's over, but Chris, I'll lead you to the floor here because that was a really painful Monday night game just all around with Nick Chubb and the offenses. And But look, you guys got to win, I guess. Um, as you said earlier, praying for Nick Chubb. That was an absolute gruesome injury, so hate to see it happen. Hope he can come back as soon as possible and he can tear up the league like he was doing last year and this start out this year, so praying for him. But getting to the game, it was one of those games that I said it was going to be an AFC North game. It wasn't going to be good football. It was going to be weird and gross. And that's exactly what it was. Both offenses sucked. And the Steelers' defense is why this game won. The Steelers' defense, through two games, has as many touchdowns as their offense, with that being (laughs) two two apiece, which is absolutely crazy. Their defense, the first play of the game, pick six. That was great. And then later in the game, TJ Watt recovers a fumble and returns it to the house. Besides that, there was nothing going on. At one point, the Browns had as many plays, as many first downs, seven, than that the Steelers had plays run offensively, which that's pathetic. Um, I didn't want to believe it. I was in denial, but I am done with Najee Harris. Jalen Warren needs to be the number one guy. But if we learned anything about this team, they, and I love the whole loyalty factor, but we've seen it with Matt Canada. They're not getting rid of him. And Najee Harris is probably going to, for the rest of the year, going to be the RB1 when Warren looks way more explosive. And he can do it in the air, on the ground. He, he just looks better. I, th- I think it's time. Uh, on offense, George Pickens, the only bright spot in that game. He had that huge 71-yard touchdown catch, which was absolutely electric. Kenny Pickett needs to clean up his shit. We can sit here and blame Matt Canada all you want, but some of those passes were absolutely egregious. The interception he threw, I'm like, what are you looking at? Um, it's just a shit show offensively, and I don't know. I'm I'm scared because it doesn't look good, and it's going to be another one of these weird seasons when we just get by with wins because of our, our defense. That's what happened last year, and that's what's going to happen this year. So we have to hope to God that TJ Watkins stay healthy because if he goes down this team will probably be worse than last year. I'm scared. I am I'm really scared. I know we got to win. I should be happy. But this is a win that I can't feel good about. It just, it wasn't good. We escaped and shout out to our defense again a million more times. I'm going to be saying that all year because the defense is literally the only reason why we won. If, if TJ Watt wasn't there, we would have we would have easily lost that game. So shout out to the defense and Sam. I'm done with this because that game it probably that was it, it, really pro- it probably to took watch. it took so much stress throughout that entire game. It was like roller coasters and it was just so weird that game. So I'm done with it. I'm on to Sunday night when we play the Raiders in what should be a interesting game to say the least. I really don't even know what to expect from that, but we'll talk about that in our preview episode later on um we got believe it or not we did have another monday night football game it really didn't seem like it because if it couldn't get any worse than steelers browns uh yeah it actually did saints panthers 20 to 17 the saints go on to 2 and 0 panthers 0 and 2 man look kenny pickett 50 percent of his passes he didn't look good 
But there are a few worse quarterbacks, believe it or not, than Kenny Pickett right now. One Zach Wilson. And look, I'm not going to go into this guy too hard because it's only a second game ever in the NFL. But man, Bryce Young, he just looked like he was struggling. He, It's actually weird watching him play because he looks like the most scared, not scared player of all time. The way I mean it is the way he drops back in the pocket. He looks so calm and he's like the opposite of Carson Wentz when he drops back. But for some reason, he just doesn't want to pass the ball unless it's seven yards or under or he takes a million years to roll out and then hope to God he hits someone. Uh, That's maybe not Adam Thielen because that's all he looks for at this point. And the Saints, too. They didn't... I mean, their defense looks phenomenal and I'm sure Saints defense owners and fantasy hated that garbage touchdown at the end of the game. But, I mean, Derek Carr doesn't even look to Chris Olave until the second half. Michael Thomas... I mean, good for him. He's getting catches, but he's not the same guy. Like, they desperately need Alvin Kamara to come back because they have weapons. Derek Carr is is not really a bad quarterback, which points me to believe that Dennis Allen, once again, is just a horrible coach, bottom three coach in the NFL. I don't know how you're putting up 20 points against the Panthers with all these weapons and a better quarterback, supposedly. So both teams, once again, just really painful to watch. Um... Derek Carr, just like last week, kind of got bailed out on that Chris Olave catch at the end of the game, just like how he converted that third down to Rashid Shahid to win the game against the Titans last week. Um, so they're going to need a lot more than that. Hopefully, you know, with Kamara coming back in two weeks, that's going to help. But honestly, Chris, I can move away from this game because it was extremely boring. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, just some really quick thoughts. I'm not going to go into Bryce Young. Second game ever. He's a rookie. Uh, they need to get a proven wide receiver there. I know they have the rookie Mingo, and they brought in the vet Thielen to help him out. So it's going to be one of those weird up-and-down years. Uh, Derek Carr, it was just one of those games when it was typical Derek Carr. It doesn't look good, but the team does enough just to get a win. And it's early in the year, but Jamal Williams goes out. So I think Tony Jones should have the bulk of the work next week. So it's going to be interesting, especially for fantasy, seeing what happens. I'm not sure who the Saints play, but will be an interesting topic of discussion. But I'm done with that Monday night game. I've already had enough of hearing about it. It wasn't Saints good. Saints play the Eagles. Yeah. No, the Bucks play the Eagles. Who do the Saints play? That's eh, bad podcasting. We'll figure it out but, on our preview episode. Anyway, I really feel that, and this is just me, that really quick going to scheduling, that NFL, I know they have two next week as well. I don't like the whole two Monday night I, games. Yeah, I, I like would it. much rather add an extra 4 o'clock game because for next week we have three... Four o'clock games, and quite honestly, none of them really intrigue me all that much. I feel like red zone is going to be one of those weird, boring four o'clock games. When you have the Chiefs who are going to pounce on the Bears the way they look, the way Justin Fields looks, but that four o'clock game slate doesn't look good. So I feel there needs to be at least four or five four o'clock games every week to make it exciting. I understand the Octobox and everything, but have four four o'clock games every week. I don't want two Monday night games because I get it. Two games on Monday, you can choose, you can go back and forth, but seriously, just have one. There's nothing worse than coming from a really exhilarating witching hour in the one o'clock window, and then calming down and be like, wow, that was crazy. Now, we have more football to watch, great. And then turning it on, and it's Cardinals, Rams, and then like... And it's like only one game is worth watching. And Broncos, Chargers. Like, one, one we game, don't want to watch that. One game is worth watching, and why not just turn it on your TV at that point? Because I don't yeah. give a shit about the other two games. It, it's just like Luckily, that. the Chiefs played four a lot this year, so that'll help. But Alright, um, Thursday Night Football, this seems like ages ago at this point, but we got to talk about it. Eagles-Vikings, the Eagles win 34-28. to I'll quickly touch on the Eagles because although they put up 34, they're 
I just, there's something off about this team so far. It might be the new offensive coordinator trying to get things going, but you just saw like a different Jalen Hurts in these first two games. Um, you know, I just chalked it up to Bill Belichick and that tough Patriots team in week one, but to come out against the Vikings defense and for Jalen Hurts to look the way he did, he was very scared running the ball. He wasn't really targeting A.J. Brown all that much. as you saw, If you watched the game, you saw A.J. Brown was pissed off at the sideline that he wasn't getting his targets. Um, and then a few big plays kind of just bailed him out throughout the game, just like the first week. Um, and obviously the big story for the Eagles is DeAndre Swift. It looks like with the Kenny Gainwell injury, that really saved Swift's career. I mean, 28 carries, 175 yards, and a touchdown. There were multiple drives where they ran it five, six times in a row, most of the time just to Swift. And, I mean, he looked phenomenal. So yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a good thing for the Eagles, but... Yeah, their passing defense or passing offense and Jalen Hurts running the ball just they haven't got it clicking. I'm not worried about them, but it just looked a little off and you don't feel as good being 2 and 0 as the Eagles than you do as per se like a Niners fan. Um I'm going to be really quick with this. You touched on everything I wanted to get to, but I want to talk about the Vikings real quick and you're putting up points, but I'm probably wrong with saying that they were going to win their division this year. It's tough right now, and I look at the running game with the guy who I was very high on, Alexander Madison, and through these two first two games, he's been bad. Whenever Dalvin Cook got hurt for them, Madison would step in there, and more than more times than not, he would absolutely explode for a great game, get in the end zone, have 100 total yards through the air and ground. So I felt really good about it, like a lot of other people, and it just hasn't been panning out the first two weeks. Could this be an overreaction, and could he go off within the next two weeks for explosive games, and everyone's saying... All right, well, there's that because we look at Jamar Chase. The last last year and this year, first two games, very slow start. Uh, there's still time to turn it around, but he needs to figure out sooner than later because this Vikings team desperately needs something to happen on the ground if they want to win games because you can't just rely on Justin Jefferson having 150-yard games every week. And we've seen the first two games of the year, he's done it both times. And what are you guys? 0-2. So you got to get something else going besides having Jefferson with over 100 yards because... It's not looking good right now, Vikings. Uh, luckily, it's crazy because Kirk Cousins is the number one fantasy-wide uh, quarterback. And this was basically the first time that the Vikings lost a primetime game and it wasn't Kirk's fault. They fumbled the ball four times. They did fumble the ball four times. Uh, that Jefferson fumble, that became a touchback, which is heartbreaking. Um, but I'm looking at it here. If we go back to our first ever episode, Chris, my bust candidate for running backs is Alexander Madison. Now, my dumbass took him in the sixth round of fantasy along with Najee Harris in the fourth round. So, uh, that's just completely my fault. I can't really blame anyone else but myself for making that decision. Um, but I'm not necessarily worried about Madison. I think this is the worst game he could possibly have. Um, but yeah, I, as, a, as a whole for the Vikings... Um, Don't worry. I had DeAndre Swift as a bust candidate for me. I also had DeAndre Swift as a bust candidate, and I specifically didn't want to mention that, but now that we're here, um, yeah. We got to take our L's every now and then. That's all right. At least I got one right so far, but hopefully not because I still have Madison. But I think that's going to be probably his worst game of the year. He's not the most efficient running back, but if he didn't fumble that ball and he would have caught one of those other passes, and if Jefferson didn't fumble, they'd be at the one-yard line. He'd probably have a touchdown, another catch, and two points back. So it's not – that was just a disaster of a game. He also played a really good uh, Eagles defensive line. But yeah, the Vikings 0-2. I have them going 8-9 this year. It kind of feels like they're on that direction where instead of winning a bunch of one-score games, they're going to lose a bunch of one-score games. 
It's tough. Uh, I hope Addison starts playing a little bit more. Only three receptions, but he has two touchdowns in the first two games. He looks electric. Um, Hawkinson had a great game. It really wasn't the offense that was an issue other than the fumbles and the turnovers. Um, but the Vikings defense, I got to chalk it up to being a bottom. I can't. I, right now, I really can't think of a worse defense. It's in the a NFL. fantasy gold mine. Just, atta- yeah. just attack it. I, I, I'm really having trouble thinking of a team, but... This has been an issue for the Vikings for, like, five years at least. Since Kirk Cousins has been here. They haven't been a good defense since, like, the Minneapolis Miracle game. So, you know, Max, if you're listening, my brother is a Vikings fan. It's just... <laughs> it's literally like the Chiefs, Alex Smith years, but just forever. Like, I couldn't imagine going through that pain of being a Vikings fan. And it's just... It sucks because now you're watching Kirk Cousins come out here and throw for 364 and 4, which was an issue of his, you know, two, three years ago. And now your defense sucks, and now people are fumbling, and now you're losing these close games. And it's just been kind of a disastrous start for the Vikings. And uh, just, I mean, we all knew they were going to lose, but it's just, it's just annoying to see with all that talent. All right. Finally, we're getting to the 1 o'clock games. Um, let's start with one that was hyped up, and it did end up being a close game. Ravens, Bengals. Ravens win 27-24. They're 2-0. The Bengals start 0-2 for the second straight year. Also, Joe Burrow strained his calf again. We don't know if he's starting on Monday Night Football. Chris, what do you think about this game? Um, the Bengals started to find their stride a little bit on offense. And it's like, okay, we have Mixon. He, he looked fine. T. Higgins did his thing. But then you have Joe Burrow injuring that calf again. And that's really scary because... Now him straining that calf, it can sideline on him even longer. I said that maybe he's not ready for the first week or even even the second week, and you got to be careful rushing him back. And did the Bengals rush him back? Maybe. I'm really not sure. I'm not in the facility. I'm not the team doctor clearing him. But he's back, and he, and he re-aggravated that calf. So I'm really scared if I'm the Bengals because if Burrow needs to miss a week or two, now you're really talking about 0-3, 0-4, and you're digging yourself an even deeper hole. And now instead of looking at maybe battling for the one seed in the AFC. Now you're talking about fighting for a wild card position at this point when you start that far back. So it's an uphill battle from here on out with them. I have faith they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about any of that. It's just how big is this hole going to be and how can they manage it? Is Joe Burrow going to be ready or is he going to end up missing Monday Night Football? The Bengals do have an extra day of rest being that it's on Monday night. So that's probably the only good news coming out of it. But... At the same time, it's going to be a wait-and-see approach. For the Ravens, if you listen to my TikTok I posted yesterday about this whole thing, like I said, and I'll say it again, as long as Lamar Jackson's healthy, this Ravens team can beat any team that they play. And they're showing it here, beating a good opponent in the Bengals. I know it's been a slow start for them, but still, we look at it, and it's a huge win, division win, so you're going to take those whenever you can. Um... Lamar looks good. Nelson Aguilar had a great game. And Zay Flowers looks absolutely explosive. This is the guy they thought they were going to get when they drafted. And sometimes it's hard as a rookie because you come out and it's a big adjustment. But Zay Flowers looks like he's been here. He's a, he looks like a veteran already making those plays, making nice cuts. So it's good. And it's going to be interesting to see because I know they already had the J.K. Dobbins injury. This Ravens team needs to stay healthy if they want to have a chance. Obviously, but it's been been hard the last two three years injuries seems to Lamar Jackson and key position players Mark Andrews so the big story with the Ravens is can they stay healthy but overall it was a fun game and Bengals fans the offense is on the up because you did have some flashes this time so at least you have that but besides that 
I didn't really care who won this game. You should. You're a Steelers fan. But <sighs> my dad was so pissed during this game. I mean, the fact that their first touchdown of the entire season came from, wow, why am I not knowing his name now? Charlie, what is his name? Uh, who's the guy who returned the punt return? Charlie Jones. All right. The fact that that was their first touchdown of the season and that came in the second quarter of the second game, that's not a good start. Now, if you told last week that you'd start 0-2, just like you did last year, but this time you only lose to the Ravens by three points, you'd be like, all right, great, that's an improvement. But there is, a, like you said, there's a very possible chance that they start 0-3 because of this Burrow injury. Um, I think they should make a run for Andy Dalton. Come back, make a return, just for one game. But, yeah, they're going to lose if Andy Dalton's there anyways. But... All jokes aside, I mean, just disaster for the Bengals. I still don't really like what their offense is doing. Yes, T. Higgins had a nice game. Yes, they scored 24 points. But it still feels slightly different than last year, especially if they start 0-3. I'm not pressing the panic button yet, but I'm I'm taking it out of the box, and I'm setting it on the table, and I'm just staring at it during this Monday night football game. So we'll see what happens, but... I don't know, Bengals fans. You talked a lot of shit last year and all off season, and now you might start 0-3. That's all I got to say. All right. Um, sucks to suck. All right. Seahawks, Lions. This was a game everyone was hyping up. And whenever, they, whenever they play, it's fireworks. Always hit the over. This was 37-31. The Seahawks spoil the Lions' home opener in overtime. Tyler Lockett got the game-winning touchdown. And honestly... You know, we could talk about all the points being scored and how awesome these offenses look, but I think the main turning point of this game, it was 24-21, Seahawks were winning, Lions had the ball, Jared Goff threw just an awful interception for a pick six, and I think that's really what stinted this team. Now, luckily, they came back, scored 10 unanswered points, went into overtime, but I think we just got to talk about the Lions' defense because year after year, it's just... It, it always feels like it's at home, too, or they just disappoint. I mean, they held the Chiefs to 20 points. Yes, Kadarius Tony dropped a couple passes, but holding the Chiefs to 20 points is holding the Chiefs to 20 points, especially in the opening game in Arrowhead. If you're giving up 37 to Geno Smith, who put up 13 last week against the Rams in their home opener, there's an issue. I mean, the Lions, they play the Falcons next week at home. They better fucking win that game. Because if you want to prove that you're not the same old Lions after every single damn year, like... What are you doing? Letting the Seahawks score 37 points on you. You're, this was supposed to be a game where you take a team that was just gotten beaten up by the Rams last week and you prove, yeah, we're still the Lions that you saw last week. We're going to go up and put up points and we're going to shut down the Seahawks team and win the game and start 2-0. And now you're 1-1. and You could have had the Packers lost. You could have had a, a division uh, title right now. You could have been first. And now you're kind of looking like the same old Lions. Against a Falcons team that's not looking too bad right now. I would be worried if I were a Lions fan. I'd be pissed off that we lost this game. I don't know. I mean, I love the offenses. I love watching the game itself. But, man, the Lions, that's just... What a disappointment. It's tough. It's this typical Lions. The offense seems to be great. Defense fails. The offseason hype of the Lions, oh, they're going to win 10 games, 9 games, whatever it is, and then your defense continuously crumbles on you. Jared Goff, he besides that one awful interception, he's been playing well. But I blame this on the defense. I'm not going to put it on that one pick six. You give up 
30 points regardless of that. If you want to win games, you can't be giving up 30 points. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the fact, yeah, like you're right to not give it just on the pick, but the fact that the pick was the reason why they lost means you shouldn't be giving up that many points in the first place because then that pick wouldn't have mattered that much. But uh, shout out to Kenneth Walker. I mean, before the season started, Zach Charbonnet, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be cutting into Kenneth Walker's work, this and that. And Kenneth Walker through the first two weeks, he's been fine. He's, he's been great, actually. So uh, Not this game, in my opinion. I know he had two touchdowns. He, he had the two touchdowns. But he averaged two and a half yards to carry. That's got to change. I think it will change. But we still look at the snap share, and could they be working Zach in slowly? Maybe, but I I honestly doubt it. But it's good to see Kenneth getting the goal line work as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that, especially as I have a lot of shares of Kenneth Walker in fantasy. I need, that to, I need his production to stay like this. Uh, there could be some bias behind that. I'm also a huge Kenneth Walker guy. But it's, it's good to see. But I'm very excited to see the progression of the Seahawks team, especially as JSN gets more comfortable in the offense. And then you have this three-headed monster at wide receiver with Lockett, Metcalf, and JSN. So it's going to be fun. Fortunate rib injury for Metcalf. But I think he'll be fine. He yeah. might miss a game. but well, Also on the Lions side, just quick shout-out to Sam Laporta. What a beast. That's it. That's all. That's just what you get for having the same name as me. I mean, it's just... Absolute god. All right, Sam. Who do you want to move on to now? Um, Seahawks fans, by the way, you should be very happy. Uh, let's not take away from the Seahawks. They played very well. Um, let's do Colts Texans. This game can go relatively quick. Colts thirty-one, Texans twenty. The main story of this game: Anthony Richardson went out after a blazing good first quarter, getting two rushing touchdowns right off the bat. Um, and then he got out with a concussion, and he's questionable for next week. Um, I know Colts fans are hoping he can return. But, you know, even though the Colts are probably not going to have a great season overall, this is what we talked about in the offseason. He's showing flashes. Yeah, that's all you need. You need to have just a fun offense where your quarterback is showing flashes. He looks poised. He's using his legs like he should. And, you know, the Colts defense was pretty good up until, you know, the fourth quarter where they gave up 10 garbage points. And uh, I I, I said this all offseason. I think the Colts are just going to be kind of this frisky, not great, but fun team. But speaking of flashes, C.J. Stroud, two games, no turnovers. 384 yards. yards and he's connected with his two wide receivers, Nico Collins and the rookie Tank Dell. So big things there, seeing yeah, that emerging. come out of him. So, so far, we have two rookies out of this quarterback class that have been looking pretty good. But Colts fans, if Anthony Richardson can't play next week, it's not all bad because you still have Gardner Minshew, who he's proven, you know what he's about, and he can win. He can help you guys win games. So it's it, it's not like you have some some scrub as backup yeah. quarterback. You you have a competent guy there who, honestly, he could probably start for a few teams right now in the NFL and be productive while doing it. So hope, hope hoping that Anthony Richardson can get back as quick as possible. But if not, it's not the end of the world and your offense should be fine. But two teams that the record at the end of the day isn't what you're after. It's more sustained the progression of your young talent. Yeah. Also, Damian Pierce. Um, I I hope it's just the offensive line because I mean, it definitely is the offensive line for the Texans sucks, but it sucks to see. Yeah, he had such a nice rookie season. I hope he starts picking it up because 15 for 31. That's just that's just not good. All right. Bears Bucks 27-17. The Bucks starting 2-0. But I think we got to talk about the Bears first because right. I, this I, is just really I, bad. I need to ask. The end of last year, Justin Fields came out guns blazing and everyone was hyped about him coming into this year. You get him DJ Moore. But now... Two, I had the two, Bears making the playoffs. 
two, I had them winning the division. Two games. I know I say don't overreact and panic this early into the season because things can change. But this is a situation like me with, with you and the Bengals. I have my button. I have my panic button right next to me, and I'm just looking at it. Oh, I'm hitting it. Because I'm already hitting it. I'm, I'm a little scared right now. I thought Fields would be looking better than he, he... has. And it, it seems to me... He would much rather prioritize running the ball than waiting for his routes to open up and make a a, a pass. It, it just seems to me like he would much rather want to run than pass the football, and I absolutely hate that because it's not smart. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, it, it it's frustrating. It's frustrating. The, the Bears mm-hmm. suck. And the funny thing is he only had four carries for three yards. <laughs> so it's not even like he did run, but I get what you're saying. He's just standing there. He, the only quarterback that worse looked that looked worse than him on Sunday is Zach Wilson. Justin Fields right now is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He had, I'll go out and say he had one of the worst games as a quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm dead serious. I'm not using that as a recency bias. I yes, mean, we have Nathan Peterman. Okay. Yes, we have Zach Wilson. Yeah, those are worse games. But this is top 10 worst game I've ever seen. It was just a mess. I mean... It's so funny that Chase Claypool had like the best highlight of the day as well for the Bears. But and the way Justin Fields played, you would think that none of his weapons had a respectable day, and yet Claypool had a touchdown and DJ Moore had a hundred yards. No, they had two good drives. That was it. DJ Moore had one big play as well. Oh God, just I, Bears fans—they just can't. They don't. They've never had a good quarterback. I just don't get it. It's when you put on those uniforms. I don't know what happens. And it doesn't help that they wore those ugly uniforms, the orange. Those those, and when the commanders wear the all-blacks, I, I hate when they do that. The, the Bears uniforms, it, it looked like clay. It was like a clay color. It, it, it was weird. But you know what? It's terrible. I'm, I'm done talking about the Bears because I hate that mojo. Going to the Bucks. Mike Evans, man. Mike Evans, 171 yards and a touchdown. Rashad White, their, their new running back there. He had a fantastic game with the rushing touchdown. Had 30 yards through the air, so that offense seems to be clicking behind Baker Mayfield right now. I gotta ask you a question. Do you think... I guess DeMar Hamlin's here, so that doesn't mean anything. Alright, well, let's say DeMar Hamlin somehow does not win Comeback Player of the Year. Do you think if the Bucs win the division this year and Baker continues playing like this, he's gonna win Comeback Player of the Year? We know know DeMar is winning it, but you're saying if not. I mean, Baker Mayfield... It's only it's only week two. It's it's only two games, but say if he this, looks good. Say all right. So let's just say in this alternate universe that that what happened with Demar Hamlin yeah. ne- never happened. Through two games, I mean, it has to be Baker Mayfield. But I mean, it's not being talked about enough how the Bucks are two and zero. Their defense still looks great. Uh, Rashad White finally had a good game. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the same. But, and Baker Mayfield is not turning over the ball. Three hundred seventeen yards and a touchdown. And he looks accurate but don't and look. hyped I mean, up. It's only two games. Baker is still going to end up finding a way to shit the bed at some point. And in this Baker train that people are talking about right now, yeah. it, it, it's just a cycle. It's, I know you probably cycle. will. But I'm look, everyone hated Baker for a little bit there. Not everyone, but a lot of people didn't like Baker. I think he's on the opposite side now. Um, it's kind of like pro wrestling, Chris. When some For some reason, people just hate John Cena. And then some pe- sometimes they just love him. Baker Mayfield's not John Cena. I don't know why I said that, but like I lo- I'm rooting for Baker. Like I hope he's doing. Like, I hope he continues this because it's crazy. Look, they played the Bears defense and the Vikings defense. 
Both of them suck. They got a real test on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. That's going to be interesting to watch. But if Baker... Look, they're not going to win the game. But if Baker can just... Maximum one turnover. At least 200 yards passing. At least one touchdown. He doesn't look horribly inaccurate. Like... I don't know. Bucks fans are in for like a nice surprise, especially with a wide open NFC South. Uh, where do you want to go from here? What game? Because let's I'm, just do Chiefs. Uh, yeah, this game was one that I thought was going to be high scoring, but you were always right with when it comes to that division. I just need to start listening to you. You knew it wasn't going to be you high scoring. To, you have to trust me with Chiefs games. I I look so intently to the Chiefs every week. I pretty much called the Lions game last week, except the Chiefs lost this time. But I knew it was going to be a one-score game. I knew they are going to give us a heart attack. This game, I said 20-17 to 17 Chiefs. This you game, trust me. It was just... I, I, this game, I was surprised it wasn't on red zone as much as it was. Well, I'm, I'm really not because the score... The only highlight besides the Chris Jones sack had to be the Travis Kelsey touchdown with them making the Taylor Swift reference, which I thought was hilarious. I immediately texted after that. I hope she doesn't that. ruin our season somehow. And I really... It's you, too much Taylor Swift, man. You, if she doesn't do the halftime show, then that's crazy. You better hope that nothing bad happens between them because an entire album is getting dedicated to him if something happens. And you know you know the songs are going to suck, but everyone's going to hype them up. Just like... Look, I don't want to... How are we talking about Taylor Swift I don't, right well, now? Well, because fucking Ian Eagle had to mention Blank Space because he thinks he's funny and now... Uh, Shout out, shout out Sky Moore. At least Moore. it's not Jackson Mahomes. At least it's Taylor Swift and not Jackson Mahomes. That's all I have to say. Shout out Sky Moore. Yeah, shout out Sky Moore. <laughs> Three car- uh, actually, he had a good game. He had that he had that third down conversion at the end of the game to win us uh, to win us everything, and he also had a touchdown catch. So that's good. Shout out my offensive rookie of the year from last year, Sky Moore. Uh, I th- <laughs> honestly, I'm a number one Sky Moore supporter. I think at this point in, in time, I-, I need to. The second he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year, I was considering getting his jersey. But we'll see. We'll see how this season plays If I were to get a Chiefs jersey, it would easily be Skymore. Easily. <sighs> I'm trying to think if there's any like crazy names on our team, because there definitely is. Because, like, obviously... What, De- what about DiCaprio Boodle? <laughs> or Creed Humphrey? Creed I mean, Humphrey's a good one. I'm not a Chief fan, so I wouldn't want to go out here and get one of like, the basic ones, like Mahomes or Kelsey. I'd have to do something a little more... A little more niche. So, like, Sky Sky Moore would be great. Tom, Tommy Townsend. Ooh, Harrison Bucker. Ooh. Bucker's not a bad one. I would get a Bucker jersey. All right, we got to talk about this game because this is literally the Chiefs, and I need to talk about because it it's our first one of the season. Thank God. 17-9. to Let's talk about the defense. Defenses came to play this week. I said in the offseason that this Chiefs defense, I listed off all the players. I said if Chris Jones is healthy, if he comes back, not healthy, but if he, if he plays... We can be a top 10 defense. Right now, we are a top 5 defense. And I'm not afraid to say that. We've given up two touchdowns this entire season so far against the Jags and the Lions. Two good offenses. We gave up 9 points in this game. 11.5 points per game. And the fact... It's crazy that what we have... What- us as a Chiefs, it's it's amazing that what I have to worry about right now is, is the offense. Is the offense? Yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up, but, but like, the, but the thing do is, you realize like, how comfortable I feel that I have to worry about the passing game right now? Because the thing is, like, you guys lost uh, me enemy. I understand that, and the offense, it was gonna be different. But at the same time, the reason why I wouldn't be worrying is one, you have Patrick freaking Mahomes, but two, it's only been two weeks. It's it's so Here's early the in the season. Even though we put up 17 points, and it, look, it was mostly because Richie James fumbled a punt, 
Justin Watson fumbled the catch, and I don't know what Mahomes is doing. He just did an absolute arm punt for an interception as well, so that was bad. Probably could have at least over 20 points in this game if that didn't happen. Skymore, 3 for 70 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey comes back, immediately scores a touchdown. Kadarius Toney catches all of his passes. Five catches. Only for 35 yards, but we're going to take that after last week. The fact that there was just improvement in week two, plus Pacheco averaging six yards a carry. I mean, you got to get that guy the ball more. Please, God. Like, he's just so electric. I know we have Mahomes, but you got to run the ball a little bit more. And the fact that Mahomes had 29 for 41, 305, and two touchdowns in a game where we scored 17 points against the Jags? Like, I'm not worried. Like, if the Chiefs' defense keeps up the way they do, or even if they're slightly worse, even if they're still top 10 defense, this might be the best team Mahomes has ever had around him. I'm not I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Just think about it. 2018, easily the best offense he's had, but easily the worst defense he's had. 2019, eh, it was a decent team, but not as good as this one. 2020, just a weird season. Probably his best team other than this year, honestly, 2020. Last year, the defense took a while to get improved. Definitely not his best offense. 2021, that was the worst team we've had. So the fact that we have a top 10 defense, Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and receivers that will have already shown improvement, and Pacheco Art, who averages six yards a carry, and we just beat the Jags in Jacksonville in 100-degree weather, did not give up a single touchdown. I'm not worried. I'm in a Patriots mode right now where I am not worried about the Chiefs unless a major injury happens. I am coasting through this regular season. Just, you know... Anytime we're on television, I'm going to be shitting myself. But leading up to the games, I'm not going to be as worried as I usually am because we're going to figure it out. I really am confident this year. Last year, I was very, very worried. But the fact that we went out and won a Super Bowl with the team that we had, I, I really shouldn't be worrying as much as I do anymore unless a major injury happens. So I'm so happy that we got our first win. We get to play the Bears and the Jets the next two weeks and the Vikings and the Broncos and the Chargers and the Broncos. Oh, God. Our next real difficult game is Dolphins in Germany week nine. So, I mean, there's You're a... You're looking at the week nine. Yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, if we go five and one in these next six games, like, that's, that's very possible, so... It's very possible, but... Yeah, let's um, move on. I'm, go Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna talk. I'm really not gonna talk about this game anymore because if you saw the TikTok that was posted, true, true. go follow us and check it out because I I touched on that game as well on the implications for that coming down later in the year. But Sam, we can move on. I think Raiders Bills is super quick. Thirty-eight to ten. Raiders won. Uh, Bills won. We all saw this coming, Chris. Josh yeah, Allen need um, to bounce back at home. Offense looked great. Defense looked great. The Raiders raided. You know they were gonna struggle in Buffalo. Uh, I remember All right, Packers-Falcons. Yep. All right. Uh, pa- Falcons somehow get a win for as much shit as I give them as, for always running the ball. And I'm Ar- so and, and, happy they're 2 and, and Arthur Smith. They, they somehow find a way to just say, fuck you, right. and, and they're 2-0. Right. But but no, 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 no. I'm still mad. How the fuck do you miss Kyle Pitts with that touchdown? This dude is 6 <laughs> fucking 6. He runs a 4, what, 4 Four forty, Something whatever like the that. fuck yeah. he is, four five, I think. And and, and he, this dude sucks. I don't know if it's the quarterback or if it's just him or a combination, but it's just an utter shit show. Don Tavian Wicks had a better game than Falcons. Yeah. Shout out Falcons. Drake, motherfucking London. I texted you when I said he's gonna have a game, bro. Caught a when he caught a pass, I knew he was cooking up something. Then he caught a touchdown. That's my <laughs> fucking guy right there. Yeah, but, just wait until he has zero for zero next week again. Sorry, I didn't mean to kill your vibe. I didn't mean to do that. But regardless, uh. Bijan Robinson is so fucking good. 
I people clown me for taking him at the 104 in fantasy, and guess what? He's a top two running back right now with Christian McCaffrey because every other running back fucking sucks. Besides come, Pollard, come the end of the year, he's gonna be conversation. For, he's gonna be probably top five back in the in the league. It's not even fantasy. It's not even the stats. It's just the eye test. You, like he's okay. It's only been two games. No, no, no. You, I'm about to say something really you, crazy. Chris. You, you, you knew it from college that this dude was something special. He comes into the league. And he's been explosive. End of the year, end of the season, he's going to be top five in the league. Chris, I'm about to say something really crazy. What are you going to he say? He has Barry Sanders potential with just how I've been watching him. Now I I, I ride the Bijan hype train. Look, Barry Sanders is the best. He's top five player of all time. He's the best running back of all time. But I don't know what it is with Bijan. He's just, I fucking love Bijan. He legitimately, and this this was him coming out of college. He was the best running back prospect in decades. And I believe it. I genuinely think in my lifetime right now, prime Adrian Peterson, amazing. Prime LaDainian Thomason, amazing. Christian McCaffrey's been great. Derrick Henry's been great. Najee Harris has been great. Yeah, prime (laughs) Najee Harris. uh, Prime Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Both first-round busts. Um, I gotta say, Bijan, just... Maybe it's because I haven't been fancy, but he looks like a... There's not a single play he has that's negative. He will break at least one tackle every play. It's only been two games. Whenever he gets the ball, I'm just sitting there like, what's he going to do now? Because he's making defenders slip and fall, just bodying people. It, it, it's exciting. But I want to talk about the Packers here, and I can't wait for them to get Christian Watson back because Jordan Love has been so good, a guy that so many questions. His one start against the Chiefs, he looked like shit. But having a full offseason to fully prepare and commit to being the guy here and studying behind Aaron Rodgers, it, it's shown to help him out immensely. And he's the guy of the future here. And right now, I think the pa- it's only two weeks, I know, but I think the Packers are winning this division. And I don't think it's going to be close when it, when we come to the they can have this division won by at Told least at, at least two games because we see it. Uh, they were still very competitive this game with no Aaron Jones. Uh, they completely blew it though. They have they they blew a twenty four to twelve lead in the fourth quarter, I know. which for the Falcons like. That's a good sign for them. I mean, they're the ones coming back from a deficit and winning. But there's so much depth in this, on this Packers. I mean, you have you have Musgrave, who I feel isn't even going to get talked about enough. Yeah. I love that he, rookie tight end. But I'm just waiting for Watson to come back because this offense is going to be so much more dynamic. Because then you have Watson, Dobbs, and Jaden Reed, and then you have Musgrave. These are four guys right there, and then you also have Aaron Jones and. AJ Dillon. Yeah. This offense is just so versatile. You have a quarterback who looks competent and he knows what he's doing. He looks cool, calm, and collected. So I'm excited to see this Packers team as they progress. This game hurts, though. It's a tough loss to a team that I find to be inferior, but that's the way it happens. You don't win them all. As a Steeler fan, I know we lose to inferior opponents all the time. But, Sam, I am ready to move on to our 4 o'clock games as we have wrapped up the 1 yeah, o'clock window. Yeah, just really quickly, this is probably the worst the worst week for the NFC North in general. Um, but you mentioned all the weapons. Like, we knew that already. It was just, was Jordan Love going to be good? And so far, he's been good. They blew the game, unfortunately. The Falcons look good doing it. I love those red helmets and those uniforms. Also, the Falcons, do they ever play a game not at home? Don't you feel like every time you turn on red zone, it's always at Falcons? Desmond, it's just me. Desmond Ritter, he's undefeated at home in his career. That's crazy. In his entire career. College, high school, it's crazy. All right. I called it, guys. Chargers, Titans. I fucking called it. No one listened to me. I know the AFC West so well. The Chargers lost by three points 
27 to 24 in overtime. The Titans can look as bad as day. They still didn't really look that good in this game, to be honest. But they're still going to beat the Chargers. Like, these teams, I told you, they were very similar, except they have very different play styles. It's going to be a close game. The, the Chargers s- are going to find a way to blow it. I, at, told, I called it. At the same time, this is what the Titans do best. They come out here, no expectations. Uh, there's no there's no hype around them. And they're going to find a way to scrap to anywhere between seven and nine wins. Well, the Titans it's are so the Steelers weird. that no one talks about. It's, it's so weird. Like the, They're going to find a way to be in the hunt. In a year that nobody thought they were. They are going to be 8-8 eight and eight going into Week 17. And they're rather going to win and maybe win the division or lose. And I can't wait for the two Derrick Henry games this year when he has over 200, when he has 200 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Okay, you didn't mention the word that I don't want to do. D-Hember. No! <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, this game... I, I don't really have a lot to say about this game besides Brandon Staley just needs to be fired. Like, how, how do you get the ball in overtime with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen... And Mike Williams and that passing game, and you immediately go three and out and punt to the fucking Titans. I look the Titans defense. I'll give them props, especially their run defense. They shut down Joshua Kelly. They shut down Jamal Williams last week. That's definitely their strong suit. But like, I don't want to hear. Supposed to win this game. Though. I don't want to hear any excuses of oh Austin Eckler was hurt. That, does, that doesn't no, matter. No, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. The Chargers are going to Charger, and it's the same shit every week, and it's going to be very exciting to watch Vikings Chargers next week, because they are literally the same team opposite conferences. That game literally... its go- You know that's going to be to the last second. It's going to... It's going to be something crazy. It's going to have to be a game-winning field goal or something. Something crazy is going to happen, but you know Tannehill looks washed still. I don't care that they won. I, he's gone next week. Yeah. He's gone. You want to talk about 49ers Rams? I will. I think... I think I had the 49ers winning 30 to 20. So if if the Rams kicker would have missed that field goal, I would have been right. But a lot of people were pissed. Did you hear? A lot of people were pissed that the Rams uh, covered the plus seven. Yeah, no, I know, a I know, I know. Pissed, they so. ran out and they hit the field goal. But yeah, you know I had 30 to 20. I almost got. I never get an exact score correct. I almost got it. I I, I think it's pretty funny that they went out and they kicked the field goal, but. That's just me who finds it to be funny. A lot of people don't find it to be funny. But regardless, uh, 49ers get a nice win here. Brock Purdy still undefeated in regular season games. It's crazy. And the 49ers, they are a early favorite to make it out of the NFC. And as long as McCaffrey stays healthy, there is no doubt in my mind that this team is a top two team. In the NFC, behind the Eagles still. I still have the e- Well, right now, I wish that the 49ers are better. But they are one and two without a doubt. On the other side, I do want to touch on the rookie... Puku Nakua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to pronounce Puka that Puka Cooper Cup. Dude is literally Cooper Cup got hurt and they just cloned him into Puka Nakua. So this dude is an absolute animal. All right. Let's make a deal. If he gets a thousand yards this year, we both have to get his jersey. I'm getting his jersey regardless. Okay. <laughs> but the thousand. All right. If he doesn't get a thousand yards, I'll get his jersey. No, you have to get it regardless. All right. I'll get it regardless. Fuck it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe it's cheap, but. Maybe if it's cheap, it's going to be the same price as everything else. <laughs> no. I should have gotten it in the offseason when I didn't know who he was. The BYU standout receiver coming into this league, some more wide receiver depth for the Rams. And, man, when Cooper Cup comes back. I know. They have Tutu Atwells. They, He's good, too. Tutu's been kicking butt. He's Stafford's healthy. The Rams are easily a playoff team. Yeah. Like, I didn't overreact last week. They, they kept in this game. I don't think Rams fans should hang their head low for losing to the 49ers. Um, I mean, they might hang their head low in the playoffs when they may- maybe have to play them and then they're probably going to lose. But, I mean, you weren't expecting a lot out of the season. And so far, look, you're 1-1. One one. Do we get to play the Bengals next week? We're Joe Burrow. We don't know if he's playing. So he could be 2-1. and one. 
Um, Matt Stafford looked good. He's healthy. He hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns yet, but they haven't needed to because Kyron Williams has just taken over that backfield. Uh, Cam Akers is probably going to be traded. Yeah, he like with like five minutes to go before uh, the one o'clock games kicked off. Healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. Yeah. So a lot of rumors about is he going to be on the trade block. So got to keep an eye on that because that's an interesting situation there. So also we'll see. Christian McCaffrey, best white running back of all time. No, no debate. He just needs to stay healthy. That's all. That, that's all I ask. The only reason I don't feel bad for passing up on him in fantasy is because I have Tyreek in one league and Bijan in the other league. The the work and the efficiency that McCaffrey has is just unmatched. It doesn't even come close to any other player. Dude yeah. is just an absolute workhorse. He's he's insane. Okay, let's get Jets Cowboys out of the way before the next two o'clock. I'm games. not. I'm not talking Four about. I'm not talking about this game at all. All I'm gonna say is. <laughs> Actually, I really don't yeah. I'm, I, I I have nothing to say. CD Lamb, I love you though for fantasy. Um, yeah, Jets fans, I don't know what you expected. You had a decent first half, and besides that, it was pretty much went as planned. All right, Giants Cardinals. Now, oh Giants gosh. fans are hyped that they came back. They finally fucking did something in the second half. This might be what they needed to get going with that second half. The, the first six quarters yeah. of football, you didn't have a Except single. Except I got some bad news. They play the 49ers in a couple days. Oh no, in yeah, San Francisco and Saquon is more than likely not yep. there. There's a lot of bad news still coming out of this game. Unfortunately, I mean they got to be lucky that they won this game, but but uh, you can't ignore the first half though. Listen. You, you have, 20 to you, nothing? You absolutely can't. Cardinals? But, but it says a lot about them coming out and scoring 31 points in that second half. So it, it's a... Was it the Giants that won the game? Or was it the Cardinals that realized they have to be tanking and they and they did it on purpose? We'll never know. I'm giving credit to the Giants here. But it was one of those <laughs> things that Giants fans were screaming and they were actually panicking at that point. But listen, this is what they needed. They needed to have points on the board and now, now they have a win under their, under their belt so it's going to be a tough Thursday night game they're probably not going to win but it's a step in the right direction I know you beat the worst team don't get too excited it was a crazy fun but game though it, that it, was one it, of the it, most it, it fun games of the year fun. so far comebacks are always crazy to see especially ones of this deficit and yeah. Daniel Jones what a fantasy game 31 points I mean you know look props they made the halftime adjustments. Even if it's the Cardinals or not, it's still hard to put up 31 unanswered and win the game in a comeback. And also Josh Dobbs, like he's just the king of of starting every once in a while and just prolonging his career. Like he played decent. Like he's gonna buy himself another contract as a backup, and he must be loving life because yep. that guy's gonna be rich. All right, Commanders Broncos. I'm gonna say this was the game of the week. Maybe uh, people argue Giants Cardinals, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was the game of the week. Um. And it's crazy because we said it was probably going to be the most boring game of the entire week. That Hail Mary at the end. So 35-33, Commanders win. They're 2-0. The Broncos 0-2. I'm happy about that. But yeah, I mean, you could talk about the shootout. You could talk about the fact that the Commanders came back from a 21-3 lead for the Broncos. But it all came down to Russell Wilson and that Hail Mary that was caught. And then... It pains me to say this as a Chiefs fan, but I gotta be—I gotta be honest. It was a pass interference on a two-point conversion. Now, what are the chances they actually convert the two-point conversion after the penalty? I don't know. I'm still not very confident in the Broncos, but yeah, I mean it's bullshit. I mean they should have had another chance. Bad, but bad that's calls what happens. Bad calls happen all the time, and sometimes they're just way tougher than than others we go back a few years in the playoffs with who was it the saints and the rams, rams. yeah that so that was the worst call in nfl history that 
it happens. It happens time and time again. It's going to continue to happen, but it's tough when it's it's really tough when it happens to your team. It just it just sucks to see blatant calls like that not being called. But it's tough. It's There's tough, one but, team to happen to. It's my least favorite team in the NFL. So the one positive thing out of this, if you're a Bronco fan, is you are a much better team than last year, and that's all about it. And it's although th- their defense, like all of a sudden, isn't as good. For some reason, like what? What are you doing? Giving up thirty-five points to Sam Howell, three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Brian Robinson had a great game. Like, it's like great. Russell Wilson threw a couple moon balls and ended up in touchdowns. The Commanders they quiet, put up thirty-three quietly two and zero. You bring in a new, you bring in a new offensive coordinator for your uh, for your second-year quarterback now, getting his first full season. And the Commanders look like a pretty competent team here. Didn't expect big things from them. Didn't expect a 2-0 and start, but it's a step in the right direction and one that yeah. shot. Turning a lot of heads right now because Sam Howell looks very composed and he has guys around him that are going to help him make plays. And They put the right coach around him. They put the right pieces around him. So now it's just about growing. I think the Commanders, the Rams, the Packers, and whoever's coming out of the NFC South could easily replace... The Giants, the Seahawks, the Vikings, those teams, uh, those playoff teams from last year. I don't really know what to take out of these these two teams. It was just a fun game overall. The Broncos, just an awful blow. And uh, I, th- these are definitely two teams to keep your eye out for the rest of the season because it's going to be very interesting. All right. One more game left. Dolphins-Patriots. It was an okay game. It was close towards was the end. Your typical game, division game with the Patriots, how they're going to... Stop your top weapon, and it's not going to be a typical explosive game. They're going to try and slow you down, and the Patriots, they could have won that game. They didn't. Uh, the that was a crazy final play. <sighs> Mike Kosicki, a yard short, catches it to try to keep the drive alive, down seven. He tosses it back to Cole Strange, their guard, just, who was just. literally a centimeter short of the first down. Um just like last week. Remember uh, uh, Kayshawn? Yep. Another guy you got to get his, uh, his jersey. Kayshawn Booty. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird thing to wear on your shirt. Um, he was like a toe-tap short from keeping that drive alive against the Eagles as well. So two tough losses for the Patriots. Um, they need to keep these uniforms. They're they so need, nice. They need to be these uniforms forever. Like, I, I don't know why they haven't changed it. I love it. But I'm going to go out and say, I know it's only week two. I know it might be crazy, but I think the Dolphins are the Chiefs' biggest threat right now. I know that sounds crazy. I know it does. It doesn't sound crazy at all because... I'm I'm most scared of the Dolphins right now. I, I, w- I would be too because healthy Tua and you have Waddle and Tyree Kill, it's going to give your defense headaches. And you it, it could, I mean, no, I don't care where they are in the field. It can be a touchdown on any given play and no one should be shocked. So Dolphins... Top three team in the AFC right now. Tyreek Hill has made such an impact. He only had 40 yards in this game, but he has three touchdowns in two weeks. He has 255 yards receiving. I guess we also got to touch on Waddle is in the concussion protocol as well. Yeah, so. he's always banged up. And but... I know Devontae Adams was getting looked at for a concussion. I don't know if he's in the protocol yeah. or not. Uh, but, yeah, some big names there with yeah. some uh, injury concern. A, a lot of big names, so... Injury bug is striking early. It's a bad week for injuries. It's definitely bad. But overall, Sam, it, it, this was an absolutely blast of a week. And it's only going to get better from here. The storylines are going to continue to develop. Fantasy implications are going to continue to develop. So I'm, I'm excited. This is only the beginning of a long season. And I'm so I'm, I'm so happy. It's I, I'm just super excited to be able to go through it with you, as we always do. Because I have a good feeling about this season in particular. I, I don't know. This is just one of those seasons that I, I'm... Excited about it. Some, some big things are going to happen. I've kind of 
tracked it back that the seasons uh, where the year is an odd number have usually been better than the even number. I don't know what that means, but... Well, I mean, 2021 it was arguably the most entertaining season of all time, at least in our, our lifetime. But 2019 was fun as hell. That was the 100th NFL season. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh, well, I wonder 2017 why. <laughs> was crazy. Blake Bortles, Nick Foles in the playoffs, the Minneapolis miracle. Like, I don't know. Something about this, the odd seasons. You know, 2020, no one gives a fuck about that season. 20, that, was, that was a weird season. 2018 was great for me as a Chiefs fan. 2020, we had Wednesday football. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a fun, funny season looking back. But the playoffs were kind of whatever. COVID sucked. There's no fans. So we ever, last year was good too. Obviously for me. Ever since we started the podcast, we've had some uh, very some wild memorable seasons. moments. It's actually crazy. Like we got to go back one day and just listen to them. I mean, uh, I hope you guys go back and listen because that'd be awesome too. But, but Sam, uh, that's all I really have to say here. I'm ready to to sign out and move on to the week three. Uh, Predictions, yeah. whenever that is. Like usual, we got two episodes coming out this week. This one will probably be a day before, so please give it a listen. Uh, follow us at In the Huddle Pod on Instagram and in underscore In the Huddle. Pod. Is it just yeah? No, it's underscore, underscore in, the in the Huddle, huddle underscore, underscore on TikTok. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back right away with our week three preview.